right. So we thought we would just do, I mean, we've done this a few times on the episode. Sometimes we do riff sessions, just kind of see where the conversation goes, stream of conscious, what we're thinking, what's in our minds. And sometimes we put these episodes out, sometimes we don't. But um, yeah, we're just going to kind of see where it goes and see if you had any anything on your mind or anything that was sparking conversation in, in, in your in your mind and just kind of see where it goes. Um, I mean, the only thing that I'm really thinking is about how to get people involved in these conversations more because that's i think what the goal of the show is right yeah like we talked about it from a perspective of and we're still highly interested in it which is talking about complex subjects uh but just being like more or less common people yeah because we all have to vote so like we have to engage with these complex subjects yeah so it's not really a matter of want or yeah credentials at that point and it's not about developing expertise and everything but it's just evaluating things in a a well thought out way to kind of help sort sort out the decisions that you have to make as an as an individual right yeah and and you know i mean this all started with about bridging the gap between the academic world and and the general population and so we're trying to the conversations that we hear in our academic studies, it's like, okay, how do we break that down and just like, just talk about it like normal people. Um, and so we try to do that, um, here yeah. anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think for all experts so that you know, it's not just bridging it between that's where we've, we've, we've said that before we've said we want to bridge the gap between the academic and the public or the academic community and the public, but really it applies to really all expert expert fields. Sure, sure. There's because there's a lot to be misunderstood. Um, but I think from there is to have conversations with real. I, I mean, I love the title of our show, so that's what I'm thinking right now. Like I, I, I love it on so many levels, and I think another another level that we could take it is to spend more time listening to the common person try to talk about these topics rather we, than the experts we still want to listen to the experts right so that's where i'm just like no nah, we still got to do that but i do want to think of ways to get the common person involved in the conversation just a little bit more like if we did like a show where we would talk to an expert and then the next episode would be a collaborative conversation about what they heard or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. you know just to, to really get a sense of bearing on if they're understanding what's being said or where they stand after that conversation Okay, so I I got something for you. I think that that kind of blends the two. This is this is kind of cool. I'm glad you brought this up. So, in uh, in the public administration world, uh, we're talking about people who manage you know different facets of government or whatever. There's this idea of the citizen professional. So we're we're talking about community engagement right now, and the way that you can we could engage others in the podcast. Um, public officials can garner community engagement in this way. So. There's this idea behind uh, a public official w- which could consider themselves a citizen professional. They have a, they possess a certain expertise that allows them to help uh, create solutions in a particular part of society where there's a problem. Maybe it's bridge building. Okay, I don't know. Maybe they're a, a good bridge builder. They have some of those skills, right? Um, the idea behind being a citizen professional is not that the experts' ideas are always going to be the implemented ones. You have to include the general population that you're 
structuring society for in the decisions that you make. They are going to inherently understand the cultural aspects of the the place that they're growing up in, the traditions. And so maybe maybe the cultural aspects or the traditions that they have might actually shape the way that you construct that bridge. Instead of saying, well, this is the best technological approach, we have to factor in belief systems or maybe a certain style of constructing the bridge poses a, uh, it's symbolic of, of, of a way, it's a symbolic representation of that society that it's in. And so if you build a certain structure that isn't representative symbolically of those traditions and cultures in the society, you've maybe done more harm, even though you built a bridge that's more efficient in moving traffic or, or resources from one side of the river to another. And so the expert has to include the opinions and ideas of the people that they're at service of. It's, 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 a, it's you're taking away the elitist aspect of, of leadership, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That makes me think of uh, the telescope that they want to build in Hawaii on that mountain, and a lot of people with cultural values mm, are against yeah. it. Perfect, and, perfect example. Yeah, yeah, and and Neil deGrasse Tyson's response, which I don't know what's up with that dude recently, but his response to this was pretty good, uh, which was like, "You have to listen, you know, yeah. you have to listen," and. The only thing he did, and, and this is where people misunderstand experts all the time, you know, he his position was the people who are making this decision, I just want them to understand X, Y, and Z. After that, it's up to you. Just make sure you understand these aspects, mm-hmm. right? That's fair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then to negotiate from there. So his, his, position was, his position wasn't, you're wrong. We're going to build this anyway because we get X, Y, and Z. It was... This is what we get if we do it. It is still your decision because this is your land mm-hmm. and we respect that. Mm-hmm. But recognize what we're going to get and recognize that this could actually, and it's great. It's it's like spiritual meets science, which we can, which perfect, perfect here. Um, his point was that this telescope could bring us closer to God, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is actually going, like this is, a, this is an arm into the heavens, Mm-hmm. Right. And to look at a scientific achievement like that is right on course with what I think we're trying to do here in terms of having both the intellectual conversations, but the spiritual conversations and asking how what the relationship between the two mm-hmm. is. So and something that is often said in science, and this really goes for a lot of the expert fields or the academic fields is science and academia and epistemology and knowledge. They can tell you what's true but they can't tell you what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You have to decide what to do with that truth. Yeah. Once you have that truth, you have to take these moral codes and input them into that. Uh, and if you have a different moral code set than somebody else, the input's going to be a little bit different. So those are really two different conversations. Um, so we need to make sure. So this is essentially a two-layered project then because we need to make sure that we are accurately pinpointing what the truth is by listening to experts, especially when they get together and say something Mm -hmm. is true, and then ask as a people, what do we do with that information? And both of those are legitimate questions. So it's not just, well, science says this, so we have to do this. It's science says this, now what do we do? 
right? That is actually yeah. the progression of that uh, conversation. I think the, the example that you brought up is is perfect uh, for what I was trying, for the, the kind of idea I was trying to raise. I mean, you, you're talking about a piece of ground that is sacred to a group of people, right? So it, it represents something about the human spirit in that area and the spirit's function and its, its uh, relationship with the universe. Um, and we're also talking about this piece of technology that exi- that is an example of the height of human achievement and where it can take us, you know, as a, as a species. And so the idea of, you know, I, and I don't know what the Hawaiians' opinions are beyond that they don't want it there. But, you know, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, the, the marriage between the two, if you can find, um, like cohesiveness between the sacred ground and the human spirit and something the special place that that is and implement this piece of technology that will send us into like a kind of new mode of understanding and be representation of the height of human technology and, and achievement that to me is very appealing. And so if you can find cohesiveness between the two, that's great. But but you're certainly right that like if you can't find that cohesiveness and you're just going to destroy both by trying to smash them together, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, f- for sure. Um, and I and I hope they do too. It would take negotiation on both sides, and that's the difficult aspect is that we have an issue where experts don't want to listen to the people and the people don't want to listen to experts. I think that's like right where we are. That's what's going on in Hawaii. That's what's going on in America. You look at Hawaii. And the native people there just see a powerful group of people that want to come in and kind of quote unquote impose their philosophies or what they think should happen on that land. Right. Uh, Rather than sitting down with the people, which is what I think is happening now. So that's good. Let's just get that also in there is that I think that is actually what's happening where the people are coming together with the scientists and the scientists are talking about it and saying, here's what we want to do. And here's how we want to do it. But let's us understand you and what this land means to you and where can we put this thing and how can we be respectful while doing it and making sure that we can still achieve X, Y, and Z goals, right? That is clearly how that should be happening, right? Same thing with here. So it's just kind of like the reason that I have an issue, this is going to get just slightly political, but with Republicans, okay? Some Republicans have taken to, and I agree with this, They, a lot of, or not a lot of them, but some of them agree that, okay, climate change is happening and clearly it's caused by humans, right? Mm-hmm. And they've gotten to the point now where they're saying, okay, but now we have to ask what to do. And that is the a fair conversation to me now. Right. Unfortunately, there aren't a lot of Republicans that seem to be on that boat to me. And they also seem to have been forced onto that boat, which is another thing that I have an issue with. It's like when I have a whole group of people that were denying just being dragged into the truth, I have an issue there or whatever that I would want to like work out. Like, why was Mm -hmm. it so hard to drag you to this point or whatever? Right. So acknowledging the truth and now being on the point where, okay, now what do we do about it? So if you're flat out denying that that's the truth, even though the science says it, we're already off to a bad start. We're not ready for the humanitarian conversation. You're not even involved yet. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you're there yet. Okay. Now it is a legitimate question. Now, what do we do? Was the Paris climate agreement fair? You know, was that actually going to help us meet goals? Do we need to move towards green energy? What can business do to solve these problems? So that way we don't have to rely on government control. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. 
all these are fair and legitimate questions. But if I see you dragging your feet in the dirt because of the truth, I'm, I'm going to be more skeptical of you and be less willing to have a negotiation conversation. Yeah. As opposed to if you're just there in the first place, you're just like, yep, you agreed with the truth and you're asking the next question. So now it's just like, well, now I have to side with the liberals because at least they're on some level acknowledging it, even though all their ideas might not be the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the dilemma that I, I sometimes find myself in. But that is the answer. The answer is getting experts to communicate. They often don't want to. Huge mistake with the public more. Yeah. And making sure that the public understands what they're saying, making sure the public and that's what my job is. That's where I come in and what I try to do, making sure the public understands the other side of it and recognizing how experts build knowledge and recognizing that, yes, that is a very good, often solid way to build knowledge, mm -hmm. at, at least way better than any ways that the general public tends to build knowledge, tends yeah. to. And going back to the, the, the Hawaii example, is there's got to be some measure of sincerity right between both sides particularly the organizations that would want to put the telescope there is that they can't just be giving lip service like oh we want to include your ideas and in, into implementing this thing and then as soon as we have it built we're going to boot, boot you out and you can never have your ceremonies here ever again blah 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 there's got to be sincerity and there's got to be follow-through that uh, you take those compromises seriously and you're committed to those compromises because yeah. I see a lot of times uh, people know how to say the right things. Uh, they know how to grant lip service really well. Um, and that damages the relationship further down the road because it's a, it's a measure of, of, uh, of distrust is inserted into that relationship. Yeah, and that goes into when we're talking about power structures too, how easy it is for a very powerful group to take advantage of a smaller group, intentionally yeah. or unintentionally. Maybe it's not intentional when these things are happening, but that behooves the powerful groups to be really aware and tiptoe around what they're doing, if that's the case. If it's just so easy for... It's not even... Let's say it's just a circumstance where it's not even the powerful people's fault, right? Like they're not consciously trying to hurt people. They really are just going about their day-to-day -day business and inadvertently do these things. They need to understand like, oh, the more power I get, the easier it is for me to do it even when I don't mean mm -hmm. it. So I need to mm -hmm. start tiptoeing, right? And making sure that they are being, being inclusive because what is to lose here isn't a telescope, okay? You got to think long-term on this, experts. Like... If if you lose that telescope, right, you can think, well, that's a lot of knowledge lost. Yes, but how much knowledge are you going to lose in the future when you get into the same scenario and they don't trust you this time? So you're losing out on even more, right? Mm -hmm. So you really want that negotiation to take place because we live in a democracy. And we're in that, again, that dilemma where experts come from historically elitism and intelligentsia. Those were actual communities of people that controlled society all right it's not like that anymore it's not to the near same capacity Ex the experts can be pretty much experts can come from the lowest slum and in, in the bronx you know they have to work their way up but they can still do it so you have people who are experts from different economic backgrounds generally they tend to be well better off but especially when we're talking about experts we're also not talking about people who are very wealthy here Okay, that's another thing that I would want to acknowledge, too, is that the experts have uh, from the time of prior to the 1800s, the intelligentsia and the experts were all 
very wealthy, just ridiculously wealthy. So they were that group. They were that controlling, dominating group, and they would do whatever they wanted, right? Now they're paying for that reputation 100, 200 years later, Mm -hmm. but they've also moved. They're not that group anymore because that group has um, done, uh, we've released the gates. We've opened the gates, so there's less gatekeeping so that more people from different economic backgrounds, philosophical backgrounds can get into it. That's way more diverse now, you know? So just recognizing the people need to recognize you're not actually dealing with the same group. You might not know any experts. I highly doubt that. But these people are your family or they're, they're family of a friend that you have, you know? Um, and they're not monsters. They're just trying to figure out the truth just like you are, right? And then also the reverse, just because you're really smart and you built up knowledge in this really one, in this a lot in this one area doesn't mean that you know everything and doesn't mean that you're better than anybody. Mm -hmm. It just means that you did something great in this one area and you should be proud of that, but also recognize that you just don't have it all and you need other people. Mm -hmm. You need to collaborate with other people to get things done, especially in a democracy. So. And people that aren't experts that are in your communities, you know, they're going to have, you know, you can be a wise person and not have formal education or be a so-called expert in something. And that the wisdom that you have to share should be useful and should be uh, taken by the expert who is going to be the decision maker in your, you know, your sphere of influence. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um it's it's like uh one well so in the democracy we want everybody making decisions but what the people need to recognize or people need to recognize is that it, it's kind of like it's a trick of the brain it's like okay so do you want the doctor to take what you say about medical things especially when it pertains to you seriously. The answer is probably yes. Okay. And that's fine. That's fair. Cause it deals with you. Right. Okay. Would you want somebody else from a different room that you don't know coming in and giving your doctor medical advice and trying to, and for you. Like, yes. And you'd be like, hell no. Okay. Yeah. But the, like you two are closer together than you are to that expert. Right. Yep. Acknowledging that that's just the reality of the scenario. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yes, talk to your doctor, engage with your doctor, learn as much as you can about medical advice. Don't think that you're just going to trump a bunch of doctors at every turn and that you know everything about what you're talking about and they don't. That's conspiratorial. Yeah. You know, that is we got to get into Occam's razor at some point, which is which one's more likely that you're just you're just incorrect because you're one person or that a whole team of people, you know, this often comes up when we're talking about climate change or whatever it's just like well well the government or well this or well that okay we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people across the globe working for both public and private organizations on their own with different philosophies in different countries we're not talking about some united front that's all working collaboratively together they're not meeting on the weekends at some dark under underground water location that's not what's happening. Or if you think that's what's happening, you have to go get checked. Okay. There's just no way that they're getting that level of people. Like everybody's just like, like all the medical communities just gone. 
like everybody in the U.S. just went to some meeting, right? Because they're going to conspire to make sure that children still take vaccines so that they can get autism. Like, come on. If I ever become a billionaire <laughs> or even a multimillionaire, I will. I will. I will. Um, Go to those meetings. I will fund. No, I will fund everyone that thinks there is underwater, like <laughs> hidden temples where the, the elites meet to like decide the way the world functions i will fund them to get their scuba dive a training i'll get them all a boat and so we can just kind of like divide up the ocean into different quadrants Make sure we and check they it can, out yeah and they can yeah. go explore and like go under every underwater cave that they want and yeah. uh we'll see what turns up because if there is an underwater hidden temple where the elite meet we need to know about that yeah we do yeah taking this the alex jones eddie bravo route yeah yeah just like, i will put you on a boat dude the world oh he did round. come up with that didn't he yeah i thought yeah. i was original yeah, <laughs> yeah so he th- yeah so he well, yeah that's not special at all then well some people are also going to say that like well they do meet you know what's the uh i can't remember what the meetings are called anymore jay you know what they're called are you talking about the bohemian grove stuff yeah all the billion when the billionaires get together oh, and start uh, meeting like, and like stuff. davos yes like the- yes davos yeah all that stuff right and it's just like, you know, I have no doubt that there's probably some messed up stuff going on there, right? Those aren't those aren't scientists, though, you know? Um, those aren't experts. Uh, we, we can talk about politicians and this and that and billionaires all day because they are part of the elite. And we, we do need to keep a pretty strong eye on them because they're so powerful. Hmm. Um, we're talking about experts, people. These are average people, okay? These are not the same elite people to be scared of from the 17 or 1800s. Anybody can go get their degree. You listening right now, if you are so skeptical of evolution or vaccines or climate change, go get a PhD and publish in the field and make sure to talk to other people who are doing the same amount of research as you and and get in their face about it. Right. Don't get don't get in random people on the Internet who have day to day jobs and don't have time to do that much studying. Don't get in their face about it. Like, what are you going to accomplish with somebody who doesn't really know much? Try your ideas against somebody who really does do the studying Mm -hmm. because then your ideas are probably worth something. If not, if you're just talking to average people about how climate change is fake, just an average person, your ideas probably around it aren't that aren't that good. You know, engage with the expert communities, you know, and anybody can do it. That's the great thing. That's the great thing today. You can do it. Now, if you don't want to, that's different, but don't just complain about it because you can do it don't just say well that's them and they're elite and this and that okay no you don't know what elitism is then elitism is you can't be a part of that club it's not elitism if you can if you if you if you can reasonably be a part of the club it's not elite it it ceases to be the same level of Mm -hmm. gatekeeping that is conspiratorial or whatever at least in my opinion so man i said a lot of stuff that i've been meaning to say I mean, I feel like I reiterated a lot of stuff, but I mean, that is like the more and more that I talk about it, the more and more it seems to like make sense to me. That's why we riff. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I think people will catch on. I think we are waking up. I just think it's taking time. Um, this, this might be too political, but Bernie Sanders, you know, he, he's in the lead right now, yep. you know, so um, whether or not you agree with Bernie that Sanders. says something though yes that's what i meant yeah I mean, it's a it's a it's a the fact that he is in the lead is a statement about where society is yeah exactly that we're changing mentally <clears throat> it's not clear to me what that exact statement what that meet what the meaning behind that statement is yeah 
Um, to me, again, just kind of, I mean, I'm trying to formulate this right now, like as we're doing this, it probably is saying something to the effect of we're, hey, we are all in this together. There is a, the, the implication of his kind of campaign is that, um, we need to look out for one another. Right. And, um, yeah, not me, us. Right. I mean, how much stronger of a message can you get? Really? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of the spirit of the campaign and the fact that he is in the lead is saying that people are getting behind that message. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, just in general, I think that's kind of what that, what that statement is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. And I think that's, that's pretty much it. It's that people are figuring out that we're really going to have to rely on each other. There are a lot of bigger things in this universe that can kill us apart from us. Like we are actually like, we, we have a pretty strong capacity to kill ourselves as a species, I think. So we, we really do, but we don't need all that help. Like we, the unit, like we don't need to give the universe any more help to wipe us out than it already has. Yes. It has lots of things that can do it. And so we need to focus on those things instead of each other. Right. And that's that's pretty much a thing. Yeah, there's like a whole cosmic entity out there chucking gigantic rocks at us on a continuous <laughs> basis, just flinging them. Yeah, and like Jupiter's out there like swatting at some of them. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. And then what was it? I think they found out one of the planets actually like, not deliberately, but it'll it because of the, that the fact that it's there, it will fling one at us. Like, is it Jupiter? It might be. Yeah, it'll just fling one directly at us every once in a while. And it's just like, oh, that's great. It's kind of like a buddy. Like, you're, like, hanging out in, like, a gravel field. And he's, like, occasionally... <laughs> you're taking a nap. Yeah. And he's, like, chucking rocks at you. And yeah. he just wants to get close, right? Yeah, but sometimes yeah. it lands, like, <laughs> right on your front eye. tooth and shatters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shatters your buck tooth. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of stuff in the universe that wants to kill us, people. Yeah. I mean, we got enough stuff here and... It's it's and, really and I and you know again this is me just trying to work out what's happening in our society right now but you know the the people that aren't kind of behind the Bernie movement there's a fear there that we're moving towards a system of government that is actually going to be more detrimental to us as a whole right yeah. so they feel like okay if we go down the, the socialism route or the democratic socialism route whatever you want to call it. Again, we're talking about perceptions here. That's what I'm doing. It's not necessarily reality. But the perception for people who are not behind Bernie is there's this fear that actually if we implement what he wants to do, it will be worse for us as a whole. Whereas I think my perception is that the people that support Bernie, they're just they're not necessarily interested in the specific system of government or, or his mode of implementation they're interested in the spirit behind the way he leads, which is an inclusive and more broad way of looking at how to take care of people in our society. And that's why his message is strong, even though a lot of his supporters might not actually agree with how you would shape, how you actually structure the society and what that would look like. But the spirit is what is appealing to people. Yeah, and and I like that too. You, you brought up a lot of good stuff that I think helps me articulate what I've been thinking too, which is, and the way that I think one of the reasons that I, I particularly like Bernie Sanders is because I think he knows he's a stepping stone. I don't think he has illusions about the fact that he's not a stepping stone, you know? Mm. Um, 
and that's great. That's great. You know, he, and, uh, he knows that he is not the greatest thing to come and that what's going to come better is going to be after. Um, so they have this fear now that you've directly, I think accurately pinpointed, which is, I mean, we already know this. They're afraid of China. They're afraid of Venezuela. They're afraid of Cuba, right? Like this is what people who are afraid of the Bernie movement generally are afraid of. They're afraid of these quote unquote socialist groups, right? And what we talked about just actually earlier illustrates this point and how this fear, at least for me right now, is very moot. Um, you're afraid of the government getting control and really to the point where the, the individual becomes subservient under the weight of that power, mm. right? I'm 100% against that obvious, happening. That happening. Yeah. Right. I'm 100% against that happening. I don't think that's going to happen. Again, you can go into Northern European countries still implementing quote unquote socialist policies. That's not happening. Bernie, social Democrat, right? Which is supposed to be different, but just look at his campaign. Um, do, and again, this is on some level going to be surface. I'm, I'm not going to give that guy the ability, at least me, you know, if Bernie came out tomorrow, and was just like, I'm going to try to take away all firearms. I'd be like, fuck you, Bernie. I'd be like, you know, sorry, buddy. I think, I think I'm off the boat now. You know, yeah. I haven't seen anything like that happen. I don't get the impression that he's a guy that's just like, yes, the government should dominate and individuals shouldn't have any rights and they should be miserable mm -hmm. and the individual sacrifice over, mm -hmm you know, everything great. That's, I don't, I think he very much cares about the individual and he cares about society. And that's what I'm looking for. You know, I'm looking for that type of mentality, you know, because mm -hmm. it's just like, I want, I think, so it's not that, it's not that I want the government to have all this power. It's that companies clearly have all that power and I don't want them to have that power. Yeah. Right. And I can't, as an individual, take it. My, the only way that I can do it is through the government to try to dissipate some of that power. So I want to give it some of it to the government and I want to give it right back to the people. I want the people to have it. I don't want the government or businesses to have it, big corporations. I want the people to have it, right? The government in a democracy, in a republic, is just the way we can do that. That's all it is. That's all it is, people. Um, and so I guess that's my defense. Of you think that the easiest pathway for the ordinary citizen to have some measure of influence in society is more likely through the government as opposed to, say, a uh, for-profit organization? Yes. Yeah, they, like they, they say the... <sighs> what's There's like a saying, like, it's not vote with your wallet, but it's something like that. I think, it is vote, I think it is vote with, with, with your wallet, right? So it's kind of like... Don't vote in the government. Stand up for what you believe with with your money, right? Um, and Which then is I, scary because that's saying that it's the money yeah. that yeah, makes the, the decisions. Yeah. yeah, and that's where I go to that little Hispanic girl that always pops into my head when we're talking about picking or choosing between two things, which is why not both? Mm -hmm. Why can't I both vote with my money? And do this thing in government to make there's sure a that that Hispanic girl. There's a commercial with like tacos, like hard shell tacos, but they're flat on the bottom. So they're like trying to decide like hard shell or soft shell or okay. something like that. And, she, and she's just like, why not both? She's the only one that thought like, oh, we can have kind of like both. And so they came out with this thing that is like, uh, it's it's a hard shell taco, but it's flat on the bottom. I think it's been a while since I've seen it. But the point is, like, I show that in class when I'm talking about false. How do you say why not both in Spanish? Oh, uh, K. 
Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Me neither. Because uh, there are Spanish versions of it out there. I just can't remember exactly what she says. Uh, I can't remember. I'm going to learn Spanish before July. That's my plan. Damn, that's pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've taken a lot of it, so I should technically know it by now. Uh, I just don't figure it'll take me much longer to catch myself up, essentially, because I've already learned a lot of it. It's just the practicing that I need. I just need someone to speak with, really. Um, but yeah, so I always think of that when, whenever we have just two options. Why not both? So yes, I am going to utilize the government to dissipate power from people who even inadvertently hurt people. It's just, it's bad for people to have so much power over everybody else, especially when there's money in politics. So I'm going to use the government to get that out. And I am also going to vote with my money. I am also going to start ethical businesses myself. I am also going to avoid companies that I think are doing immoral things Mm -hmm. and buy from companies that I think are doing moral or right things when, when I can you know, in a way that's reasonable and allows me to maintain my well-being, well-being and still help everybody else out. So that's my, my, my stuff, Mm -hmm. man. I'm in pain right now, but I don't want to talk about that. Okay. (laughs) You do we need to cut? Um, what, what else you got to say? I don't know. Nothing. I'm sorry, man. It's one fine. of my one of my testicles is okay. Just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, yeah. See, aren't you glad we weren't doing this live? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have a nice night. <clears throat>